Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Very pleased to be joined now by ESPN's Ramona Shelburne. She joins us now in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. There truly steps beyond convenient. We know how busy you are, so thank you for taking the time to come on with us today. You got it, guys. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you. Out there, you're out in uh, in California. Magic Johnson was just hired by the Lakers in an advisory role <laughs> yeah. to Jeannie Buss. Is this, will he have her ear? Is this a substantial voice that's going to be heard behind the scenes? Yeah, I think this is a huge move. And, I, you know, I know I know it's right now in the press release that, you know, it didn't, it was, oh, he's a counsel, special counsel. And they, but if you look where it says, his duties will include but not be limited to. I mean, there's a list of about 10 things, right? <laughs> and it's, you know, I think there's this sense that, you know, he's, he's got an office there now. He's welcome around El Segundo. Um, you know, I think there's this sense that uh, he's moving in. And this isn't, you know, at first I thought this was going to be a little bit more ceremonial as a role. Um, but when you think about Magic Johnson's history with the Lakers and, and, and also his history with Jim Buss, this is a very – um, this may, you know, he may have said a lot of the right things on the air yesterday when he went on Spectrum Sports Net. That's the Lakers Network, and he did an interview and he said, said, you know, I've I've talked to Mitch Kupchak and I've talked to Jim Buss, and you know they're in charge. And you know, anytime and he, he said all those nice things, but um, you know, I, I just, you know, I've heard what he said about him before. <laughs> so, so now, right, you know, right now he's coming in as sort of with a handout and and a smile on his face, but. We've heard the things and the criticism that Magic Johnson has had for both Mitch Kupchak and Jim Buss. Um, you don't you don't bring a guy like that in lightly, and you don't bring a guy like that in and say, "Oh, you know, call him if you want to." Like he, he's being he's being hired for a reason. Ramona, what's going on uh, staying out west with with the Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas, and and San uh-huh. Diego? What what what's happening in this little love triangle or or, or whatever we want to call was it? Nuts, right? Like okay. So let me tell you about L.A. I grew up I grew up in Los Angeles, so I was born and bred here, and, and born and raised here, and, and uh, went to college in the Bay Area, but I came back down yep. right after college, so I've lived almost all my 37 years here. And I can tell you, like, people in Los Angeles are Raider fans. Like, this, that was the team. And there was a few, yeah, there was a few Rams fans, but that was Orange County, so it's like the difference between the Dodgers and the Angels. Right. Um, and, like, the NFL knows that. They know that that. that people in Los Angeles would go wild over the Raiders if they ever moved back, which means it's very problematic for any other team to move to Los Angeles with the Raiders, right? They would be outshined and out, they, you know, out, out, they'd already have a natural fan base here. So if, let's say it's the Rams and they're building a beautiful new stadium in Inglewood and footing the bill for all of that. And then you invite the Raiders to come be the second tenant in that stadium. All of a sudden they're building the stadium, but they're not even the most popular team in it. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think what happened is, is the NFL sort of decided, well, the only way the Raiders can come back to Los Angeles is if everybody else gets taken care of first. Mm-hmm. So the Rams have to get taken care of, the Chargers have to get taken care of, and then if it still makes sense for the Raiders to move to L.A., then I guess they would. But they had to give everybody else a fighting chance. Well, I, I don't think the plans ever included 
the Chargers really moving to Los Angeles. Right. So, you know, I think that I think they were people got really cut off, got caught off, caught off guard when the Chargers moved. There was always the sense that oh, they'll just extend another year and try to find another another way to make it work in San Diego. Well, when the Chargers moved, now all of a sudden you have the potential of three teams moving and relocating in 15 months. That's the Rams, the Chargers, and the Raiders if they were to move to Las Vegas. That's a lot of change for the NFL to, to do in 15 months. And I think there was this sense that there was issues with the Las Vegas bid and how, how involved the casino owner would be in the ownership group. And the NFL just said, you know what, this might not be the right time. And I think that's why the deal really fell apart because the, there was this, there was this vibe, at least in the air, and, and you saw it bear out in the way they negotiated with Las Vegas that they they were they were basically making an offer that Sheldon Adelson had to refuse. And if he Sheldon Adelson, the casino owner, and if he didn't refuse it, well, it would have been such a, a favorable deal for the Raiders, and that would have been great for the NFL and the Raiders too. Ramona Shelburne joins us from ESPN. Did you take sides in this Barkley-LeBron back and forth? Yeah, I guess I'm on Team LeBron, to be honest. I mean, I love Charles, and I love when I run into him in any game, and especially in the finals and all that. Um, but, uh, I, you know, listen, I understand LeBron. Like, he, he's been taking criticism for a long time, like every single day. That's what happens when you're the king. And especially from Barkley. I mean, I don't know if you ever heard Frank Caliendo do the Barkley imitation. Oh, right? it's just spot on. Yep. Right? Where he's like, that love shrimp better than LeBron James. Right? <laughs> like, you know, like, he just anybody is better than LeBron James. Like, that's, that's the Caliendo on Barkley. And, like, I guess if I'm like LeBron, right? And, you you know, this guy is just killing you all the time, right? right? Like, you don't feel like he's ever giving you credit, really, or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, at one point you might snap, right? At one point might you, gotta, you might get annoyed because, like, one of the criticisms that, that, that Charles had for him in this particular case was he's whiny and then – but also that he was – that he needs other players to, to play with to win a ring. Like, he, he's not good enough to win by himself or whatever. And coming from Charles, who who – who went and chased two rings yes. with both the Rockets and the Suns yes. with other super teams. Like, it just kind of rang hypocritical. And, like, I understand. They've been, like, Cleveland's been losing. They've been in a down spot. LeBron just kind of snapped a little bit. And, like, maybe that wasn't the right spot, but I get it. And so I, if I have to say, like, which side do you want? Yeah, I guess I'm on LeBron's side there. See, I am too, Ramona. And, I, and you know what? And I think that what people, including Barkley, fail to realize about, about the situation is – you barely, if you're you're Cleveland, you barely beat Golden State last year. It took one of the great yeah. NBA Finals performances of all time, and now Golden State goes out and adds Kevin freaking Durant. Yes, you have to get better. Yes, right? I mean, you can't just yeah, sit still. Yeah, you know what? Let me tell you something. I just saw the Warriors in L.A. last night. They beat the Clippers again. I think it's like nine in a row, <laughs> right. ten in a row. And, and the one thing I just keep coming back to, every time I'm around the Warriors, and it, they have got the rest of the league shook up. Yeah, like, everybody in the rest of the league cannot – like, you think you're good, and then you go play the Warriors and lose by 30. Right. And, you, and, like, if you're if you're L.A., if you're Cleveland, if you're – I mean, there's this sense that, like, man, what do, we, what, what do we do to beat these guys? Like, they're so good, and they're not even their best yet. And, like, I think if you're Cleveland, you at the time, I think LeBron had lost maybe six of eight. Man, they are still hurt, but, they, you know, Kevin Love's back to – was having spasms and LeBron's playing like 46 minutes in a game. Right. You know, they, you know, you're, you're, you're LeBron and you're like, man, like that team just added Kevin Durant in the off season. Right. 
and we're struggling. And, like, I, I, the whole league is like this right now. Like, the fact that the Clippers are even thinking about Carmelo Anthony is a direct result of how good the Warriors are with Kevin. Last Friday, the, Bull, the Bulls hosted our Miami Heat uh, down there. Heat won. They've won nine straight now. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade was in the news a lot. He's due $23.8 million in next year if he yeah. opts into that deal. My point is, I can't. As, as toxic as it's become up there, if he opts out, nobody's going to come close to paying the money totally. that the Bulls are contractually obligated to pay. To pay, I, I know fans down here would love him to come back, but I don't think the Heat would offer yeah. anything near that. What do you think he'll do? Yeah, that's a really good question because, like, you know, Dwayne, as you know, is has shown uh, and shown that he will take less money to play where he wants to play and with who he wants to play with. I think the whole thing fell apart last year with Miami. Just he, you know, he felt like he had done that so many times in the past. Like now was his turn to get paid, and then they went all out for Hassan Whiteside, and we're gonna, you know, he, he was like, well, what about me? Okay, like I'm your the godfather of your franchise, right? Like how could this is my turn to get the Kobe contract, right? And you know, I, I think things soured there mostly out of some of it was money, but some of it was what the money represented, which I think he thought was like a reward for his sacrifice, right? Yep. Um, yep you know, in previous years, but I, you know, I am, I'm with you. I don't see him leaving 20 million on the table. Do you, I mean, like, unless he gets traded, I mean, he's certainly a tradable contract after next year because you're trading for a veteran leader, but it's an expiring deal. So there, there, I could see him, I could see him being involved in a trade if the bulls decide to blow it up and go totally young. Yeah. I could see that. And like, if that's the case, yeah, maybe he, maybe he does not pick up the option, but yeah, he's, he, that's a lot of money to leave on the table, and I don't think he would get anywhere near that this summer um, without, you know, on the free on the open market. Hey, um, Ramona, real quick, I, uh, Ronda Rousey. I, I'm worried about her seriously. Oh. I'm I'm not being facetious, but from from a from a uh, athletic and personal standpoint, I, I know that you're close to her. Have done a lot of reporting. Is she okay uh, mentally? Not not physically, but but where like where is she as far as being a competitor? Yeah, I, I think she's done fighting, um, but she hasn't gotten to the place yet where she's ready to, like, say that. Um, I think, you know, when you when you think about retiring, like, that's a really big decision. And so I don't even know if she will say it, to be honest. I think she might just fade away. And, you know, five years from now, it'll be obvious, right? Right, right. Uh, but from what I, you know, I think after a loss like that, especially after the way she came back, and she thought she had got herself in amazing, the best shape of her life, right? She thought she was going to win. and. Yep. You know, I don't think she was really considering what she would do if she lost. And so it all comes at you fast, right? The fight wasn't very long, and it was just you went from I'm going to get my title back, and then I'm going to have my revenge fight against against Holly Holm. You went mm-hmm. from that to I might be done real quick. Yeah. So it takes a minute to, like, get your bearings and decide what's important to you. Plus, a lot of those decisions, a lot of that thought process, she had blocked out while she was training for the fight. So, you know, she was she had – Blocked that all out, like the idea of like what is, where does acting fit into all this? Where does my personal life fit into all this? Like I would hear her talk all we, you know all the time about I just want to go live off the land. I want to be a homesteader. I want to do my own, you know. I want to farm and compost my own stuff and have some kids and run around and ride horses. Like she's an outdoors person. She's from North Dakota. Right. She grew up in the plains, you know. The, the, I think that's where she's gonna go. But right now, from what I understand, she's just home in L.A. And just kind of, you know, ordering off Instacart all the time. <laughs> Last thing, Ramona, here. The Heat, they've yeah. won nine in a row, including beating Golden State. One of only seven teams that actually upended yeah. Golden State. 
Are they getting any love across the country right now? Is it here in Miami, nope. people are going crazy. But and and the next yeah. six ga- opponents are all with losing records, and they're only three games out of a playoff spot. I I can't believe I'm saying that because considering they were 11 and 30, are they being noticed? Not yet, but they should be. I mean, they certainly should be. I think what the problem is in the NBA right now is that there's so many bad teams, and there's but there's no like besides Brooklyn probably there's no really bad team, and so everybody's kind of bunched together. Like if you look at the bottom standings, you know even even teams like the Lakers who aren't any good, like they're not historically bad, you know, right? And like you know Philly's been on a little win streak. Like there's a lot of teams right now that are right in that 15 to 23 wins category, right? Like they're kind of like right in there. And, and like I, you know, even though the Heat's been, I think the Warriors, the win over the Warriors got people's attention. Deion Waiters got people's attention, but, <laughs> right. but yeah, they they should be getting noticed. I think. Where do you guys come down on should the Heat Heat tank or not? Where do you, no. you follow that? No, go for the playoffs. Go for the playoffs. Even if they get pounded in the first round, go for the playoffs. Yeah, where are you at? Where, yeah, no, I, where I, say, the, I say go for the playoffs because you're, you're teaching your players winning ways. You're, you're teaching them mm-hmm. how, how to make game-winning plays, and then when you do get that chosen one, you're, you're that much further down the road already. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm one of those, like, I've always been very anti-tank. Because I think it's like, you know, you, uh, we started that discussion in L.A. four years ago. And I go, you know, teams that are in the lottery, like, they tend to are in the lottery all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get out of the lottery. Like, once you're in that lottery right. cycle, you're just part of it. And, and sure enough, four years later, the Lakers are still in the lottery. Like, this is what happens. You don't just go down to the lottery for one year and come back up. Very, right. very rarely does that happen. So I think teams like Miami – you know, I, who ha, who are great at player development. Like, maybe you don't need that number two overall pick or three overall pick. Maybe you can pick a guy at 12 or 13, and he can end up being that guy. Ramona, thank you. We know you're busy. You're terrific today. Thanks for all your opinions, and we hope to have you on again soon. We appreciate it. You, Thanks, yeah, you Ramona. got it, guys. Thank you. That was Ramona Shelburne of ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.